Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to the Napa Valley Fitness and Wellness Podcast. This is Jane Forrest, and today I have with me my great friend, Karina Fernandez. She is a wellness blogger and a health coach, and um, she'll explain more about what she does. But thank you for being on the show, Karina. Yes, thank you for having me. So excited to do this with you. Yeah, thanks. So I just wanted to know a little bit about what your business is and what you do for people here in Napa. Yes, definitely. I am the founder of Live Well of Golden and also Well and Golden Eats. And so basically, this is something that um, I have been wanting to do for quite some time now and finally got the balls to do it recently. Uh, nice. Finally let go of the things I was scared about and got out of my comfort zone and decided to create this blog that uh, basically covers the areas of mental health, overall physical wellness, primarily for women, but for men too, because men are interested in the same sort of thing as women, you know, when it comes to healthy eating and mental health. I was kind of realizing that there's a big emphasis on food and fitness in town. And maybe it does exist, but I personally wasn't able to find a community that put that emphasis on like the mental health aspect also. Mm-hmm. Meaning that, you know, that is that is online based. Um, not so much that you have to go to like a, an actual facility and discuss it, but just, you know, communicate with other people and talk about things like that. That's where this whole idea came from as well. And then I love food. Nice. <laughs> I'm yes. a huge foodie. I love food. I was actually a nutrition major. And so I've always had a huge love for food, healthy food. And so Napa is obviously well known for its food and wine, of course, but food mostly Yeah. for me. I recently started an Instagram page called Well and Golden Eats, where I post mostly healthy foods, foods that look pretty too, because yeah. <laughs> I love pretty food. Yeah, they're beautiful um, shots and they look like delicious food. They're actually pretty tasty. I'm, I'm pretty inspired by a lot of other food bloggers that are out there that post what they eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner kind of thing. And so I was like, I feel like I have something to offer here. I'm not the biggest cook. <laughs> I don't necessarily love to cook, but I love when I create something that is really enjoyable and tasty and that I know is nutrient dense. And so that is kind of where the idea came um, from as well for Well and Golden Eats. And I just thought I'd share that with people. And so far, it's been really fun. Nice. I feel like those are really helpful because a lot of time when people want to change their diet, it feels so daunting and they don't even know where to start. So when you just see little posts here and there and you're like, well, I can make that and that's not too challenging. And then you get inspired by seeing those posts. So I feel like those are really helpful accounts. I have a ton of food accounts that I follow just for food inspiration. Same here. Totally. And that's another thing too, that I love simple food recipes. And so that's kind of the whole idea behind it too, you know, for people that are running 
behind or late like I always am kind of thing. Yeah, busy life. As long as you have, exactly, busy people. And so as long as you have most of these ingredients in your pantry or your kitchen, you know, they're easy to make. So yeah, it's been really fun. That's cool. That's really yeah. helpful for people too, because a lot of the time I'll see these fancy recipes where they're like, add bee pollen and all these fancy things yeah. you wouldn't normally have in your pantry. Yes. So that's not as accessible. That's no. really neat that you're making it like simple, accessible and yeah. easy to do. So it's not too exactly different from what you're used to. Exactly. So you yeah. mentioned earlier that you wanted to really create a community of people who want to better mm-hmm. their mental health or yes. really people that can connect over making sure that we're well mentally. Cause I do mm-hmm. feel like that's something that's kind of ignored. You're really right. Like everybody mm-hmm. focuses on fitness and eating, mm-hmm. but if you're not well in your mind, if you're kind of like self-sabotaging, um, having issues within your mind, that's mm-hmm. going to hold you back from all these things. You, exactly. like, your mind is where everything like originates. So yeah. how are you planning on building this community? In the meantime, I still have my website that's being worked on. In the meantime, I've been blogging on medium.com and really anyone can go on there and blog about all kinds of things. But I'm focusing on mental health where I touch on things that um, are either from personal experience with, you know, my past, with my history with depression and anxiety, or just things that aren't really out in the open that people are maybe a little bit hesitant to discuss and to put out there in social media, especially, or Mm -hmm. even talk about with their own family members or friends. And so once I have my website going, I definitely want to incorporate all of that into there and invite people to share their own stories, to discuss what it is that helped them to overcome their anxiety or depression, same kind of thing, or any other history that they have with, with mental health. I'm really excited about that because some people might think that it sounds kind of like like a downer kind of thing or like or just something that's not like not a fun topic exactly. necessarily but it's so necessary it, it is so necessary and I'm finding that more and more as people like and I'm actually loving this people are becoming a little more open about their anxiety like I'm hearing it I don't know if it's because it's something that I'm that focusing I'm writing on, about or so, focusing yeah. on exactly but I I'm hearing the it same. more yeah. Yeah. yeah like it's, people are becoming more open about it or just realizing that there's more and more people that are affected by it and you feel like yeah. you're really alone in anxiety I feel like in depression and so when you realize like oh actually other people are experiencing this too like that's super helpful exactly you know we're all in it together we're all I mean no one should feel alone and some people do even if they're around other people they feel alone Mm -hmm. it's terrible and so I feel that this would be something where that isn't happening people aren't feeling so alone and even if they're not necessarily face-to-face with someone else they have this community of of people that they Mm -hmm. can communicate with so you feel like um, it would be like a forum where people could go at any time if they're feeling these emotions? It will be mostly me blogging and writing these posts, you mm-hmm. know, touching on all of these areas and, and hopefully people commenting, you know, yeah. on, on their own stories as well. So no, that's definitely. Amazing. So I'm really looking forward to that because I wish that I had something like that several years ago yeah. <laughs> when I was going through like tough times in life. So that's really interesting how like we go through these things. I've gone through similar and that's why you yeah. and I have really connected. Yes. Just realizing that we're both um, very sensitive people and that we've both experienced this anxiety and depression before and kind of bonded over how challenging that is to deal with. I think it's almost a blessing in a way that we've gone through these experiences just because now that we've gotten some tools and not that we're, I'm like, I'm not cured of anxiety or depression at all, but you like get these tools where you start to learn how to deal with it when they start showing up. So what do you feel like are some things that you've learned throughout your experiences with anxiety and depression Mm -hmm. that have helped you um, with getting through these episodes? Definitely not being so hard on myself because I am so hard on myself with everything, which has been such a something that's been hindering me all these years to do what I really wanted to do. 
and put myself out there. That's it's a scary. Huge one. <laughs> it's so scary. Like even doing this podcast, I'm like, what if they just think I'm stupid? What if they hate my opinions? What if, and then, you know, they might, but you'll find those people that do resonate with you and that exactly. do find the benefit from it. And exactly. helping out those few people is worth putting yourself out there for yeah. the people that want to hate on things or whatever, but absolutely you just can't worry about that kind of thing. Absolutely. And that's, well, that's another thing too, that I thought about too. And I'm, cause I've always been a people pleaser and someone that would get super upset or just really sad when, if I knew that someone didn't like me or me too. yeah, like if mm-hmm. I hurt someone's feelings, I'd it'd like consume me for like the rest of the day kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> like, oh, and so now I've gotten to the point where I am aware that I'm not for everyone, mm-hmm. that what I'm into isn't going to be for everyone, and I'm totally okay with it now. So that's been a huge thing for me. It's it's all kind of a mental thing and, and really like self-acceptance too, mm-hmm. that this is who I am and I have to love myself for who I am, you know? Yeah. That's and a really if, big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So if other people aren't into it or don't like it, then it's okay. Yeah. And realizing that there's nothing wrong with the fact that you don't, that people don't resonate with you. It's just that there's every single different kind of person in the world and that not everyone's going to mesh. I was thinking about that earlier today, actually. I was like, I wonder if there's anybody that like everyone likes. Yeah. I was like, no, of course there's not. Like, other than like maybe Justin Timberlake. I was going to say Britney Spears, actually. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But a lot of people don't like her either. When I tell people they're like, seriously, I'm like, I'm not ashamed. I know. I'm right there with you. <laughs> but yeah, there's just not a lot of people that are going to, I don't know, you can't really resonate with everyone. Yeah. It's not possible. No, it, it isn't. But the more I feel like the more authentic that I am with myself and the more yeah. that you realize who you are and the more you, you're right, like start to accept yourself, yeah. the more you can be more authentic and then yeah. you'll find those people that are like you. Exactly. They'll come to you. Yeah. As long as you keep being you. Totally. Yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. Nice. It's going to be good. I'm excited. So I wanted to ask you about tips that you had for people that are dealing with anxiety and depression and how you, like, just a few little basic things that people could do. Or even just a description of anxiety. Like, maybe somebody's like, I think I'm having anxiety, but I don't know. Like, what is anxiety like for someone who doesn't really know? Oh my gosh. This is another thing that I've learned. It can come across in so many different ways because a lot of people think of they picture a person that's like freaking out, running, running around a room, like yeah. crying, screaming, you know, um, and it's not always that way. Sometimes it's like, sometimes when I'm feeling super anxious, I will appear to be okay on the outside. And that's mm. what kind of trips people out, some t- trips people up sometimes. I will start sweating like crazy. My breathing gets super labored and mm. I, I have a really hard time breathing. I get like the spins. You literally feel like it's just like a sense of doom, like an, an, mm-hmm. a crazy sense of doom. That's the best way I can put it. And it's tough because it's a total mental thing that you have to work on to get out of. And, and it's so, so physical too. Oh, oh, that you especially. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So the physical effects are crazy. Like I said, it's like I get super tingly, super sweaty. My legs feel like really wobbly, like I have a hard time walking (laughs) sometimes and so it for me like if I've when I've had like full-blown panic attacks it's a little different I literally that's when I do have to kind of like leave the room that I'm in and I have to sit and just write it out like Mm -hmm. tough it out and breathe and just center myself I've had people that I love that are super close to me that have said yeah I've always just thought people that you know, say they have anxiety or have anxiety attacks are just exaggerating. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like, they're just freaking out. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I've definitely I, heard that before too. And it's like yeah. so painful because it's like, you have no idea how intense oh and how visceral and how all consuming it is yeah. and how it's not just you're being dramatic. Like, oh no. Yeah. It's a physical symptom of mental totally. seriousness. Totally. Yeah. yeah. It's, 
it's insane. And I'm like, I love you so much right now, but I want to punch you right now. Yeah, <laughs> because you're diminishing what I'm going through. Yeah. yeah. And so But it's hard for people also to understand if they haven't gone through it. So Absolutely. And I've and I totally understand that. Yeah. I t- because only you know how it feels. It's yeah. sometimes it's even really hard to explain because here I am explaining it, but it's like I feel like it's still more intense than that. Yeah. At times. I and definitely so, understand that. But as far as like coping mechanisms or tips and tricks for how to deal with it, personally, I know this isn't for everyone, but when I have been through like my toughest times with it. Prayer is huge for me. Mm-hmm. It really has been huge for me. I, I pray, you know, even when I'm not going through it, I just kind of pray on my, in my own time when I'm going to bed or throughout the day when I'm driving. Yeah. And that's been big for me because I'm, I have, you know, my faith. And so that's been super helpful. Another thing that I'm huge on that I love, because I know you're super into this too, are essential oils. <laughs> yeah. Diffusing essential oils is huge. In fact, at my, in my cubicle at work, I call myself a little witch doctor at work because I have oh, like cool. all my little oils lined up. <laughs> nice. And I have them ready to go. Like if I'm, you know, experiencing kind of a more stressful day or feeling a little anxious at work, I'll bust out my lavender oil and take a few whiffs out of it. Yeah. Out of a little bottle. Lavender is essential. I, I yes. use that one daily too. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Always have it in my purse. Um, so that's another huge one for me that I think people underestimate a lot. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so soothing. Like you can literally get your little bottle of lavender and put a little bit on your wrists yeah. and just inhale and you're for a second, you're taken out of the moment that you're yeah. in kind of, it really totally. is. It has an effect on your brain immediately. It's it really powerful. It does. It totally does. It does have like the physiological effects on, on you for sure. Actually, peppermint is, has been helpful too. Cause it just kind of helps to like pet me up a little bit and kind of like feel a bit better. So that's yeah. another helpful one. But yeah, essential oils are huge. Obviously, this is going to sound a little like cliche, but exercise is huge. Yeah, it really is. It doesn't matter what kind of exercise it is. As yeah. long as you get your endorphins going and you get outside too, you know, that's so helpful. Getting outside, I feel like, is a big one too. Oh my gosh, absolutely. And like, sometimes you don't like, it's the last thing you feel like doing because your like world is like coming down around yes. your face and you feel like all compressed. Yes. But the best thing to do is like start to bring your energy back out yeah. by like going outside and looking up at a tree or something. It's really helpful. Yeah. Exactly. Totally. And I guess actually, if anything, maybe more for preventative reasons, exercise is good too. I feel like that kind of helps to like keep it at bay. That's a really good point. I I notice it too. When I haven't been working out very much, I'll start to feel like way less energy and the the anxiety starts to show up a little bit more in random times. And I agree about prayer. It's just such a big deal because you do get like almost an immediate sense of not being as alone and a little bit of relief from just, yeah, it's very helpful. What other um, essential oils do you use throughout your day? Or your little, same little line, because I love hearing about the different ones people use. I usually use, um, I use a lot of lavender oil, peppermint, Um, um, sweet orange oil is a little mood booster that I really like. And um, eucalyptus is really, um, eucalyptus is my favorite, hands down, of all the oils there ever were. For some reason, it's really like balancing and grounding for me and kind of like head clearing. It's kind of like an instant little shift in my mind. Surprisingly, I don't own that one yet, and I have to go get it now. Yeah, (laughs) I want to go buy it it. (laughs) straight after this. So, yeah, I definitely have the lavender. I have the sweet orange as well. Um, I have lemon, because lemon's just yummy, and you can use it for so many different things. Yeah, Peppermint. Melaleuca is awesome. Mm -hmm. I actually love it. So it's basically like tea tree oil. Mm -hmm. I love it because it's helpful for... I unfortunately suffer from really dry scalp, Mm -hmm. especially during like the colder months. I get like a kind of an 
a dryer into your scalp. And so what I do is obviously this one I have at home, not at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I when I shower, I put like one to two drops in my hand with the shampoo and I just rub it into my scalp and it feels amazing and oh, it helps nice. with the with the dryness of the scalp. So that's another like essential one at home. That's great. I didn't know yeah, about that. Definitely. So that one I highly recommend for that. On guard, Zutera has the on guard mm. one that's good for pretty much everything. <laughs> yeah. It's like whenever you're in doubt, like use on guard or frankincense too. <laughs> Love that one. And I'm the kind of person, too, that I'm like, okay, it's an investment, but mm-hmm. I'm more willing to pay for that now than to have to, like, get really ill later or become I ill agree. later and then pay for medication and then have to go to the doctors. I think that's just not my thing. That's why I love oils. Yeah. Love it's like constant preventative care, so you're never getting totally. to a point where you need to go to the doctor because you have a serious issue because yeah. you nip it in the bud with these things immediately. Exactly. Exactly. And people tend to think that it's just, like, this is weird, that it's, like, this total hippie thing, which yeah. I hate people say that. Me too, yeah. But it's like, oh my gosh, if you only tried it. I got to my boyfriend actually, Kurt, to try spraying a little bottle of it's just basically filtered water and uh, lavender drops in it. He loves to spray that on his pillowcase before bed. Oh, and nice. he's like, oh my gosh, I love this. I never would have thought of doing this on my own. I'm like, isn't it awesome? Like, yeah, <laughs> you get to relax and it smells good. And so you people... really start finding that, like, once you start playing with them, you're like, oh, I kind of they become a part of your life, exactly. like almost unintentionally. You're like, I need more of that, that essential oil right now. Yeah. The exactly. other morning, my son had a stuffy nose and he. He was getting so frustrated and he was just like, oh, you know, like, yeah. uh, I hate that I have a stuffy nose. And I was like, oh, peppermint oil. Yeah. So we got a little bit and um, put it under his nose. And within 30 seconds, he yeah. could breathe out of his nose. Absolutely. It was amazing. Just yeah. like instant relief. It was really great. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. They're I really helpful. It. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Well, I wanted to ask you also about one of the things that Karina and I have in common is that we're both highly sensitive people, which is something that I've mentioned before in the podcast. And before you're like, oh my gosh, you're just overly dramatic and whatever. It's actually a thing on the internet. If you go and look up highly sensitive person, there are certain traits that certain people have. I think it's like 20% of the population that has this, where they just are, you literally have like a heightened sense in your nervous system. Um, everything that you experience is just a little more heightened than um, the other 80 or 70% of the the world. So when you're going down the street and you see a billboard that's like really bright or somebody's got loud music that's like abrasive, somebody goes past you and hits you on the shoulder or something, Mm -hmm. just like all of that is very overwhelming for somebody who is highly sensitive, whereas another person is just like, it doesn't affect them as much. So Um, yeah, um, yeah, that's been, it's been challenging (laughs) to deal with and I've dealt with this my whole life and I kind of just thought something was always wrong with me. I was like, Mm -hmm. well, I feel maybe I'm just being overly dramatic or oversensitive. I don't know what's wrong with me, but it's really intense. And um, as life has gone on, I learned about this about three years ago. And now I've come to realize some of my own friends um, experience this as well. So I wanted to know how you deal, how you like kind of cope with it, because it's not, it's not necessarily a bad thing or a good thing. It's kind of awesome because you do have um, heightened like sense of other people's feelings. Absolutely. But it's challenging because yeah. you're also feeling a heightened everything. So you're exactly. like, yeah. <laughs> so I wonder how you deal with that. Yeah, and I'm just over here giggling because everything you're saying, I'm like, yep, yep, yeah, yep, yep, that's true. I can relate to that. Yeah, nice. <laughs> so it's basically, comforting. growing up, I, I mean, uh, my brother would always say, oh my gosh, you're just so sensitive, or just friends, you're just so, you're being so sensitive. And I'm like, it was always just this negative thing. And I came to learn about HSP also, highly sensitive people, highly sensitive person. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is actually like, I'm embracing this. You mm-hmm. You know what? This is a good thing. I really like this about myself because I feel like people that are HSP tend to be more compassionate. Mm-hmm. Not that other people aren't, but I've found that to be a common 
theme with everyone that I know that is this way. They're all mm. compassionate people that care about others. This is another time where self-acceptance comes in. Yeah, <laughs> to that's play. so true. Because, yeah, for example, the loudness, the loud music or the loud sounds kind of thing. I know it sounds odd to people that don't really get it or that people that like a lot of commotion or mm-hmm. just a lot going on at once. Or like right? parties. Or parties. Clubs. Exactly. Like and I've done the whole thing. I've, I've done the clubbing. I've done the whole party thing. But I, I realize as I've gotten older, it's it bothers me more than anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't handle... I literally feel affected, like, mentally and physically. Like, I have to take a break from it. Yeah. It's like the sound, this noise that does not go away, like, for... <laughs> Yeah. Not just during that that time being, but like afterward, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to like breathe or like do something that calms me down a little bit. Yeah. And so, like, say if I'm if I'm driving in a car with really loud music, I cannot focus. I can't like calm down until the music is turned down. Like little things like that, I'm just like highly sensitive to now. As I get older, especially, I don't know if age has anything to do with it. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But but I've always been that way. And absolutely, like sometimes I feel like by just looking at someone, like seeing the expression on their face, like I feel like I can feel it to my core, like mm-hmm. what they're feeling or thinking. Yes. To like almost a fault sometimes because then it's like I feel like I'm stuck and like I can't. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> do what I'm doing at the that very moment in time. So I'm like, oh my gosh, did I just offend that person? Like, am I, uh, like, are they upset? Or are they okay? Or they, is that just, I don't know what's going on right now. You know what I mean? I so, understand completely. That's one of the yes. hardest things about it that I try to watch myself with is like uh, over reading people. Yes. Because people will say something and they'll make a strange little eyebrow thing. And I'm like, the mm-hmm. eyebrow thing, they didn't mean what they said. And <laughs> they're, they, they didn't really smile when I said that little tiny joke. And I feel like they don't like me. And I wonder if I, and then you're just like going oh on and on. And so, yeah, that is hard about it. Totally. It just spirals. And so, yeah. That's exactly what it is. And so, yeah, just like being super highly sensitive to other people's feelings and emotions, like Mm -hmm. to where like, I feel like I carry it on. Like Mm -hmm. it's like on my shoulders literally for like hours afterward. That's one thing that I find that other people have in common too, that are highly sensitive people that the whole emotion thing, like picking up on other people's emotions and Mm -hmm. feelings and just like, like literally it's like a part of you for like that yeah in time definitely or if somebody's really upset on the other side of the room like you feel like you're not really okay until they're okay yes which is hard because not everybody's gonna be okay you can't (laughs) take on everybody else's problems so it's hard totally that's actually another really good point but yeah the loudness is definitely a big one the feelings carrying on other people's feelings and kind of like detecting it and like Mm -hmm. just sensing it I've also noticed too, I started not, um, I started noticing that movies are, affect me very strongly. So if I see like a horror film for literally months afterward, I'll have little flashes of like something that happened in that horror film. And so I've come to realize I have to be very careful about what gets into my subconscious. Like everything that I even see, even glancing at it, it's like recorded in my subconscious and you can't unsee or delete. (laughs) So I've been like really careful about who I'm around and the movies that I take in and. Um, I kind of agree about how it gets worse when you're older almost because (laughs) I feel like I used to be able to handle a lot of things that happened in the past. But now that I realize I have a choice kind of about what I put my the situations I put myself in, I've been less tolerant of um, things like like for me, commercials on TV are just Uh so abrasive. They like offend me. I'm like, turn that off. Like (laughs) that is not in my environment. I get all upset. I'm like, can we just mute it? Like, well, those are yeah, those are really great tips. Just the um, essential oils and taking Mm -hmm. a moment to breathe and. 
Um, for me also like getting on the ground, strangely enough, just grounding Grounding. literally like sitting down on the ground and putting my hands on the ground and then just breathing and realizing that I can take a couple seconds here and just collect myself. Like centering yourself, kind of like feeling centered. That's, yeah, that's another huge thing for me where, um, if I tend to get a little bit dizzy or kind of off balance, that's a huge thing for Mm -hmm. sure. Just like centering yourself, like being aware of your surroundings for sure. Nice. Yeah. So, well, I'm really excited about the work that you're doing. If, so if people yeah. wanted to get a hold of you or follow what you're doing, where yeah. should they reach you? So, uh, well, for now I have my Instagram pages. So it's Karina underscore Jacqueline. That's like my main page. And then the food page is called Well and Golden Eats, which again has been just so super fun. So, and I'm open again to the personal messages, the DMs. I'm okay with that. Nice. Okay. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah. So really any way that people feel like contacting me, I'm not like anti anything. Mm-hmm. Totally okay with any of that. So again, my email is FernandezCarina00 at gmail.com. Um, and again, 000? 00. Okay. Exactly. So once I have, again, the website up and running, I'll have a different email that'll be, that'll coincide with the website. So okay, that'll yeah. announce at a later time. Yeah. Nice. That sounds great. Well, I'm so excited that we got to talk to you today and I really appreciate connecting with you yes. and um, that you were willing to come on and talk about these things because yes. this is, I feel like, things that can really help people and that's the Absolutely. whole idea behind doing this. So. Totally. Thank you so much. This has been fun. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Napa Valley Fitness and Wellness Podcast. If you want more information on this podcast episode in particular, you can go to janeforest.com for more information on um, links to how to reach Karina um, and myself. And thanks for listening. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.